Where I have, uh, not, not only was I born in prison, but I never knew or seen my biological father until he was in his casket. I heard the minister talk about one time how a child always yearns for his father. And I did that, you know, some, and I used to try to hide it like, you know, it wouldn't bother me. But sometimes I used to think, man, I wonder what my father would do in this position. I wonder what my father would do in this situation. And I, I recall seeing my mother, my biological mother, at the, about the age of five. And um, my, my mother, who I call mom now, she never hid anything from me. She was always transparent. This is your mom. This is your dad. She would send me pictures, etc. And I end up finding out eventually that I have 21 brothers and sisters. I shared this with the brothers the other day. I think my father was a pimp, y'all. I, 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 I think that's what I heard. I had 21 brothers and sisters, and I know about five of them. I, I know of about five, about five or six of them. So this, going, this, this is all leading up into the story. But the reason I started sharing this story before I lose it, Brother Troy, once I told him that, he said, Brother Ben, he says, maybe Allah shaped you in the womb, and Allah shaped you and came and brought you out in that situation in a prison so that one day you will go out into the world and free our people from the prison that they have been put in. And I think a lot, and I think that's what that was all about. So um, I had 21 brothers and sisters, right? And I, have y'all ever seen that video? Some of y'all who was there yesterday probably seen it. Have y'all ever seen a video when I was in the car speaking to myself? It was three of me's? Yes, Three of me's. <laughs> Let me tell you how that all started. Yes, sir. I always wanted a brother at the house or a younger brother that I can play with. Now, I was an All-American basketball player in college. Uh, well, you know, I was, just, I was good all through school, but I ended up becoming an All-American basketball player in college. So in, in high school, you know, y'all got ball is life out here. The young people probably know what that is. Y'all know what ball is life is, hoop highlights, all that. So that's basically where a, a big company, right, or a media company will come film the athletes, the the, uh, the, uh, the D1 players or the, the varsity players, and they will make a highlight for them and put it up. And the college people can see it. I, I guess I had to do for self spirit back in the day. I said, hey, if you ain't going to come film me, I'm going to give my mama, she's going to get the camera and film it. And I learned how to edit my own highlight. So I started putting them up on YouTube. And eventually, you know, I kind of comedic sometimes. So I started doing my own skits. And I said, man, I'm going to make myself my own brother. So I learned how to literally talk to myself in the screen. So that's how that thing ended up coming together because I learned how to teach myself. Hey, man, it said we beat and overcome all Oscars. Ain't that what the FOI is? Hey, I made me a brother. <laughs> two brothers. Yeah. So I made me two brothers. And uh, when I came into the Nation of Islam, I just changed what I was doing over here. And I put it over there. And so... Um, I began to do those different skits and things of that nature, and it started to pick up traction. You know, people like, you know, people started to see it. People started to appreciate it. And Brother Malik Muhammad, what really uh, uh, influenced me with him is he was a living example of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He didn't just talk about it. Because with that brother, I was in school, and I was kind of battling in school. I was like, man... When I, got, when I finally made it to D1 status, I was kind of satisfied because I was just trying to prove to everybody that I could do it. So I started coming to the teaching. <clears throat> and at that time, they were supposed to let a brother go because he had dreads. The whole team, had, uh, they were supposed to cut their dreads. So 
So when I came on, he telling me if he don't cut his dreads, I'm going to end up giving you the scholarship because they was expecting him to leave. Well, he still kept his dreads and he was still on the scholarship and I didn't get it. So I'm listening to the minister at the uh, while I'm in college and I'm, not, and I'm not registered yet. And by the way, I got all the basketball team out pork and I wasn't even registered yet. Some of they start taking them. They start taking that sausage up out the thing. I said, man, these teachers. Are... So I'm starting to get more happy when I'm seeing the rise of my people than when I'm scoring 20 points, 10 assists. So it's already creeping up into me. And so at this time, uh, Brother Malik Muhammad, I was dealing with this and I was thinking in my head, listening to the minister. The minister said, debt is slavery. And I said, man, I'm not going to be paying no $15,000. Man, I really only came here to play basketball. I'm not worried about the school part. <laughs> now, I was on the dean's list. I was doing my work, but I wasn't, I wasn't interested in that. And plus, they had, I was in mass communications. I'm thinking they finna show me how about filming and videoing. They showing me how back in the day y'all used to have to cut the tape to edit. I'm like, man, this ain't got nothing to do with me. So I was ready to leave already. So my parents, they was kind of mad. Oh, man, you, here you go with this fire concert. Before I even, let me tell you this part, too. Before I got and started listening to the minister, my daddy told me, man, you, ain't, you, you can't listen to no fire in this house. That's what he told me. Now, this is going to shock y'all when I get to the end. But he said, you know, you can't listen to no fire in this house. You know, I, you know, one time I made a little skit, and I believe a lot of y'all probably know this. If y'all came into the Nation of Islam, you know, I started talking about I'm not eating pork no more. You know, I ain't needing the, the pig feet and all this different stuff no more. You know, they responded, you know, hey, well, you, well, you better go eat at Farrakhan's house then. You ain't going to be eating up in here. <laughs> you, you ain't, you ain't going to be eating up in here. But, but the brother was very supportive, though. He said, Brother Ben, I can't, you know, hey, I can give you suggestions, but whatever you do, I'm going to support you. And that's what I was looking for. I was looking for them to support the, the business part of my side because, but I get it as a parent, you'd invested in me. You got me going all these AAU tournaments and I'm, I, you didn't train me, bought trainers. But in their mind, they saw like an athlete. And I understand that. But in, in, in God's mind, I think he saw something a little bit bigger that they would eventually see later. So when I left college, Brother Malik was like, well, at first they were telling me, well, if you quit college, the, the Nation of Islam will have to take care of you. <laughs> So when I left college, when I left college, the brother said, I got a job for you. He didn't, he, I didn't have to fill out no application. I didn't have to do none of that. The brother had his own school. Brother got seven children, all of them graduating at the age of 14, 15, and 16. I ain't seen none of this before. I'm thinking, man, y'all some superheroes or something. I ain't never seen people graduating at, I'm thinking I'm good because I graduated high school at 17. Because my birthday in June, so I'm thinking I'm something. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm 17, and I come in the nation, y'all 14, 15. I'll say, oh, okay, okay. So the brother, he became very supportive. He was always into business, so he naturally was somebody that I, uh, that I was inclined to because he was into business. I was always into business as well because when in school, I didn't sell crack, I didn't sell weed, but I was flipping hot Cheetos and honey buns. I say that all the time. <laughs> I don't know, y'all got Sam's Club out here? Yeah. Sam's Club, my mama went and got them book, uh, 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 Starbursts and Skittles. They think I got book, books in my, man, I got hot Cheetos, honey buns, Gatorades. I'm selling everything for a dollar. I'm in the school flipping, man. They said do for self, didn't they? I'm doing for self. And so I, and so I finally joined. The brother uh, took me over there to Houston. 
He said, and, I, and look, I was in Beaumont and Lamar at this time, so Houston was the closest one. So the brother told me, brother, you ain't going to join right here. I'm going to just take you and let you, let you check it out and let you see it. You're going to join when you get home. Look at my hard-headed self. Man, brother Robert, brother Abdul, now he in there teaching. They say, uh, uh, how many of you all believe what you, you know, believe what you heard today is true? How many of y'all believe that what you heard is good for black people? I'm supposed to keep my hand down on this one. How many of y'all want to join the Nation of Islam? Brother Minette? <laughs> so I come down, and then uh, I had to sign up paperwork. And so since I did that, of course, they had to transfer me to Waxahachie Study Group. And so that's how I joined the Nation of Islam, because of Brother Malik and his, and his example. That's why I always love to say that my favorite quote is, you never have to condemn a dirty glass. To put a clean one next to it because all I did was just study him and as I watched him and I saw mess to the black man I just didn't hear it. so that was the attracting power him actually applying it in our midst so he spoke about the role of the male and the female and that's what actually resonated with me because I always wanted that for my mother and I actually always thought kind of like the nation of Islam now I don't think I was racist but growing up watching white movies, I couldn't watch all white movies. I didn't want to watch that. All white TV shows, I didn't want to watch that. Country music, I didn't want to watch that. So when I came into the Nation of Islam, I said, man, this is what I've been thinking all this time. This is what I've really been thinking all this time. And then when I went back to some of my high school videos, I didn't realize I was that in, you know, interested in black people. I would actually do interviews questioning people, what do they think about black people's condition? And this was like when I was in high school, so I would go back all those years and I had just found out that that was on my mind. So I'm seeing how Allah was taking me and how everything is working out for the greater good. And it says that in the Bible as well, everything works out for the greater good for those who believe. So I believe everybody who's been through something, we shouldn't look down on ourselves. We should look at that and say, this is actually going to make me greater because Allah he prescribes sometimes opposition for us in trials so we can be purified. And some of us think just because I grew up in the mud or just because I had these certain things happen to me that I'm not valuable. I say all the time, if I pulled out a $10 bill today and I hold it up, how many of y'all would want it? Now, I know y'all going to act like y'all making it. Y'all got it like, I don't want no $10. Okay, if I had on 500 how many of y'all would want it? Okay, y'all would want it, right? So I did this demonstration. Or I saw this demonstration. I said, well, if I dropped it on the ground, would you still want it, brother? Yes, sir. If I if it dropped in the mud, would you still want it, brother? You get it and clean it up, right? Well, I believe that's what the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did for us. They picked us up out the mud. They picked us up out the dirt, cleaned us up. And the reason we would still want it because he saw that we still had value. So I don't care how long we've been kicked on. I don't care how long we've been beat. I don't care how long we've been raped. He still saw value in us. And that's why I love the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad because it doesn't matter where you're at in life. We're going to the hood. We're going to the ghetto to save those which was lost because that shows the real power of God. If I buy a vacuum, they got the commercial for $19.99. Get your new vacuum. Now, if they got a clean carpet, and they going over the carpet saying, you see how good this carpet, this, this, this vacuum is? Man, I'm not finna buy that vacuum. I can't, I don't know if it works. But if I throw a little mud on there, I throw a little dirt, a little blood on the floor, and I show you I can get all that up, clean all that up, man, I'm buying that for $19.99. So that's how we know that the God is real because he came and cleaned us up. Had to come clean us up to show that he was God. All right, let me, let me get on to the minister words here. In the book of Genesis, you read about Allah God making a man and the man goes astray 
of Allah God's law. And ever since Adam's fall, the human family has fallen. Man and woman has fallen from the place that Allah God intended for us. Allah God has sent prophets into the world from time to time to reform, to explain to God, to warn and to uh, prophesy of things to come. Prophets became necessary when Satan caused man to fall. Somebody has to come help man and woman get back up to where Allah God intended for us to be. Those persons are called prophets and messengers of Allah God. They are called reformers, but none of these prophets had the power to overcome Satan's world. So even if a prophet come and did good work, Satan still kept his power. The prophet may have gotten a few to believe and straighten up their lives, but he never could overcome Satan. Prophets cannot overcome a God. It takes a God to deal with the God. And Satan is the God of this world. This is why the scripture prophesied uh, the coming of Allah God, because only the true God can overcome Satan. So to me, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at Master Father Muhammad coming or Allah coming in the person of Master Father Muhammad to deal with the Satan because we can't deal with this Satan. We can't deal with the God of this world. We talking about God. God is a being with force and power. The force and power that he have, man, he's tapping into our psyche. When we're looking at TV shows, he know how to get us to act certain ways through the food and the water. So he says Satan and devil is different. Satan makes devils. We can be a devil now. We can be wicked. In fact, the minister said deceptive intelligence, rationalizing disobedience is the devil. You know how we do sometimes. You know, the boss say, hey, brother, what's your schedule going to be? Now, you know, now, you know, study group on Wednesdays and Fridays at seven o'clock. We use deceptive intelligence. You know, we can we can miss if it's for a job. Well, brother, you know, I think we're going to do, uh, I think I'm going to do 7 o'clock on Wednesday and 7.30 on Friday. I think those going to work. Hello, Cap. Yeah, man, I'm not going to be able to make it to the study group because I got to work, man. <laughs> well, see, that's true. But see, that's deceptive intelligence, rationalizing disobedience, because you have the power to put it on another day. You have the power to put it on another time. So what we're doing is we're using deceptive intelligence so we also can be dumb, but we can't be Satan. You ever had those pills or those commercials that said if you take this pill and if you have suicidal thoughts, call the doctor? How they know you're going to have suicidal thoughts like that? Man, they spending millions of dollars to get us to do things so you think. You making your own decision, but it's really somebody else making these decisions. And the minister said every action that we have is led by a conscious thought. So if every action that we have is led by a conscious thought, if he got in control of your mind, he got in control of your behind. Think about it like that. We had so so much so the minister said if we kill all white people, like you know how RGB brother, they want to just kill all white. We need to go shoot them all. And some of us are like that too. Because the teachings talk about why does Muhammad or any Muslim murder the devil? That don't mean we necessarily go and murder the white man. What we murdering is the mindset that's in him. And we have to remember the other part of the teaching, how they was grafted from the original black man. So if they grafted from us, that means it's a little drizzle inside of ourselves. So we're supposed to look at that imperfection, look at that and then perfect it in ourselves so that we can be clean, not keep complaining. So we can't just keep looking at the enemy without looking at the enemy. Maybe y'all, 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 maybe y'all didn't catch it. Let me say it again. I'm going to slow it down. We too busy looking at the enemy without looking at the inner me, which is inside of myself. So the minister said this 6,000-year-old period is nothing compared to the infinity of time. So if we just look at this, 
Yeah, we went through some slavery. Yeah, we've been killed, but we're supposed to look at that and say, I'm not going to do it to myself. And we cannot be serious until we stop doing it to ourselves. So that's what I love about the minister. He give us that balance. He said, I'm talking to the gang members. How can I go out and fight for us if y'all back here killing yourselves? We acting just like them. So how they was grafted from us, they have grafted us back into them. So the same, you know, we love to quote it. The original man is the Asiatic black man to make it on the cream of the planet Earth. God of the universe. We love that. But it said the original man, we have turned into the grafted man. We have to be grafted back into the black original man, which is what I believe the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is doing for us through these study guides. All right now. Praise be to Allah. This is why this man named Jesus is so important, because Jesus is the first one who comes who achieves victory over Satan. And opens the way for everyone to overcome Satan. I, I, I left my book in the back. Can somebody go get my book called Defending Farrakhan in the back? It's in my backpack. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS Tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week if you want to join the abs tribe go to www.whatisabstribe.com www.whatisabstribe.com um but i'm gonna go to the next part for right now well before i get into that so i can stay there i wanted to get into this letter by the minister because i believe this this letter right here puts us in a proper perspective to receive the teachings so y'all probably heard this the other day if you was in the, uh, the study group. He says, how we perceive reality is based upon the condition of our heart and mind and the quality of our faith. Thank you. The quality of our faith. Then it says, no child perceives reality properly because of the immature state of the development of his senses through which objects are perceived. So he's basically saying that we're a child. It's just hard for us to see certain things properly. And that's how I look at the teaching. So many of us, uh, or so many of our people, rather, because they say, well, I thought y'all said the white man was the devil. Why was y'all on social media anyway? That sounds foolish because that's where my people is. I don't care if it's black on, green on, purple on. If my people on it, I'm going to be on it spreading the teachings. And we're going to get into why I was still on that a little bit later as well. But it makes me think of the minister or the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, how he was so wise in teaching us. See, back in the 30s and the 20s, remember, we were still being hung. Now, we're still being hung in 2019. They just ain't showing it. But we had a limited understanding and an immature understanding. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said the white man is the devil. Now, he knew there was white Muslims. So if you look at our Savior has arrived, he said they are. We know that nature is of this. But then there, there are Muslims by faith. And the minister said your faith can override your nature. So after, after faith, you know, you can't say these evil names, right? So why did the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say the white man is the devil and these are devils? Because you was a child. If you as a father take your son outside and your son is 11 months old and you see a pack of snakes outside, 
How many of y'all brothers gonna say, okay, son, this is the grass snake. This one here not gonna bite you. This one right here is the rattlesnake. This some poison. Don't worry about it. Because you know your son is not wise enough or intelligent enough to decipher which one is which. So therefore, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, leave them all alone until he can raise us up and bring us up into that knowledge with the minister. That's why he said to the minister, stop using the word devil. Use the word slave master's children or Satan. That's why the enemy is messing up as well because the minister clearly keeps saying, I'm not talking about good Jews. Right. I'm talking about the satanic Jews. Yes. And then he said, I'm not anti-Semite, I'm anti-Termite. They got offended. Yes. If yes. you ain't a termite, what you offended for? Right. He ain't talking about you. He's talking about the wicked ones who's in control. He's talking about the wicked ones who used us in slavery. He's talking about the wicked ones who's feeding us in the uh in the school system, who's feeding us all this filth in the movies and the TV shows and the music. That's who he's talking about. He's not talking about the good ones. So they misunderstood the teachings. So if we understand, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad also said one time that when you look into the Quran, the Quran says that the angels asked a lot of questions. What would you what would you uh, when he was talking about uh, uh, placing a ruler in the earth? He said, what would they do besides cause mischief in the shedding of blood? He said, that's talking about the white man. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that's talking about the white man, right? Now look at the evolution of the message, though. That's why we need both of them. You got some of them, I'm just pardoning Elijah. Well, if you just pardon Elijah, you just got a little half of the medicine pill. You got to add the rest of the dosage in there to get the full understanding. So when the medicine came, he said, think of it this way. He said, it didn't say place a ruler on the earth. It said place a ruler in the earth. He said, we are from the earth. So God gave us the power. And if we are got the power and we underdeveloped, we can cause mischief in the shedding of blood because we are underdeveloped. So as I said before, the minister, yeah, we got that history of the white man, but the minister is now taking us from the enemy down to the enemy so we can connect the two. That's why we need Elijah and we need Farrakhan to make this thing make sense. So he says the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that it took him 40 years to understand his mission. How many years? 40. How many? 40. And you've been in the nation four years and you stressing out because you ain't got it. How we got a man who done talked to the God and then you stressing saying, oh, I'm finna give up, man. I can't. These niggas getting on my nerves. I don't know about it. It took him 40 years. It may take you 60. It may take you 30. It may take you 20 because the minister going to cut some of that time off for us with the study guys, but y'all get the picture. So many of us are down on ourselves because it's hard. Yes, it's hard. He said it's the hardest job given to man. You think because Jesus went through it, you ain't got to go through it? That's actually the opposite. In fact, he said, you're going to be persecuted because of my name's sake. You're going to be hated because of my name's sake. And that's how I knew I was in the right place when I came into the nation. Because it wasn't until I came into the nation, my uncle started talking about, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. You, you weren't telling me about Jesus 55 years ago. Oh, you, now you hate, now you hating on me. Now you, oh, I can't believe he doing this. So once I began to receive that on social media, I said, I must be following the right one. Because it said, when you begin to pick up your cross, deny yourself and follow me, you're going to go through all that I'm going through. And that's why we got to be Farrakhan. So I said one lecture, I said, man, if I'm not experienced any opposition, then I got to look in the mirror and check who I'm following. If Farrakhan's enemy loved me, I got to check myself. I'm not speaking bold enough. I'm not, it's something. We got to check ourselves. So we should be proud when they block us off Instagram. We should be proud when they ban us off Facebook because you know you're teaching something that is raising the people up. They wanted to stop the rise of the black Messiah. Y'all may be in here today. He may be in here today. 
Y'all don't believe that, huh? I thought we was fire, huh? Y'all about to be shouting, man. I thought we was fire. So he says, are you growing? Do you see things the same way today as you saw them tomorrow? What state must we be in to see things as they are? In the book of Mark 8, 22 and 25, or through 25, the people brought a blind man to Jesus. Jesus led him out of the town. Now, I want y'all to listen to Jesus here. Led him out of the town. Remember that. And when he had spit on his eyes, you know how we do brothers be spitting all in y'all. You trying to get out the way. He trying to teach, but he keeps spitting in y'all. I think that's what that meant. I don't think he really spit a loogie. But it says, and put his hands upon him. He asked him if he say anything. I'm sorry, if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. You know how we do the white man is God, man. If, and, and until, the, you know how, and this makes so, it don't make sense to me. The brothers be saying that. The women, I may get it. But brothers, when they say they done killed all the real all the real ones dead. Mm-hmm. I'm looking back like, dude, is you serious? You a grown man saying all the real ones are dead? Why you, you saying that you ain't real because you still here? I don't get it. How you going to say all the real ones dead, man? You know, so they see him as trees, so we validate ourselves by the white man being able to kill him. But the minister said, I'm backed by God. And you may not understand it because you never seen a black man black backed by God. So that's why it looks a little unusual. But he's trying to introduce us to the God that he served because the minister told us when I was uh, at his table, he said, if you keep your hands in Allah's hand and you help his helper, he's going to be with you just like he was with me. Boy, that boosted my confidence all the way up. Boy. I went a little bit hard on Instagram on him after that. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly what blinded the man causing misperception. It was the lack of knowledge. He didn't have the knowledge about who this guy was. Yes, he's the God of this world. But you got to remember, it said that we was what? And, 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 and stood in enrobing number one. It said this world, but it said, man, we the God of the universe, I thought. So if we the God of the universe, man, that means we got a little bit more power. But we have to be raised up to that power because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that our unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Brother Ben can't do it by himself, but I can do it with all of y'all. That's why the minister said every time I meet somebody, I'm meeting my superior because I got something good in me. You may not. Have, I know how to chop these videos up. You don't know nothing about your cell phone, but you got some guidance. That's why I love that the brothers brought me in because the brothers saw value in the youth and he wasn't a gatekeeper. And I love that because they say that the youngest for the war. So I'm going at it on YouTube. I'm going at it on Instagram. But then they can say, brother, being had this in there. Brother, being had that little piece in there because I may be able to attract some youth that they can't attract. You know, they look a little older. You know, they still looking good eating the live. But, you know, we look a little older, got a little different swag than what they were. Yeah, I'll ride with the brother. They said, brother, Ben, I don't know this music they talking about. I forgot the brother said, uh, he said, man, you. <laughs> the brother, the brother, I forgot what the court, the brother courted James Brown out there. I said, boy, he's some brother, he brother back in the day. But that's how, but that's how I am too, though. I'll be listening to that old school music, man. I know a little bit about Johnny Taylor, Marvin C's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hole in the wall. I know a little bit something about that. I told y'all I'll be telling you I'm 76 trillion years old. I've been here before, I think. <laughs> But yeah, but I want y'all to take look at these steps, though. It said Jesus led him out of the town. Now, when we fishing, the brother always told me fishing is really like fishing. Whenever you trying to fish somebody, you want to get them as far as away from the bank as you can because they always trying to flap back into the water because you got to put them now in a good environment. So as I'm dropping that seed on them, 
I have to drop the seed on him, but he has to have the proper soil. And once he got the good seed and the proper soil, when that sunshine, that light, the fire kind of light shine on him, now I done already produced in him the knowledge of self and the love for self so he can sprout up when he hear the minister. So I believe that's how we should be. We shouldn't just continue to keep them where they are. We have to build something for them to come into. So I don't know if y'all heard Brother uh, Abdul Malik. Uh, was also uh, at formerly Minister Tony Muhammad. He talked about how the gang members are coming together. The Crips coming together. The Bloods are coming together. All the street gangs are coming together. That's good. He said they on their way. They coming. But all I was thinking in my mind was when they come, what are they going to do? What they going to do? Because at the one at one point they were selling drugs. They was killing. You know, an idle mind is the devil's workshop, right? So if they that means we got to build something for them to actually do. We have to get involved. We have to get active. So when you come in, the minister said one time, he said, we got to own something. Because these young brothers out here selling joy, they just want to get to the bag. And if y'all was there yesterday, that's what they rap about. Getting to the bag, getting the money. Well, if I got something that they can own, man, you know how much pride they're going to have to say, man, I own this building. How much pride they're going to say that, man, I'm the one who put this toilet in there. I'm the one who put these walls up because that's where we were. We was the original builders. The minister said the white man wasn't building like that, man. We the builders. How can you outbuild a slave? But the nurse said that one thing. He said, how are you going to outbuild a slave, man? We were working from night all the way or day all the way to night not getting paid. Come on, family. And we have to think about that as brothers as well, man. We can't keep saying, man, I, I just had to do what I got to do. And then you end up going to prison because you out here trying to do what you got to do. How come he always got to do what we got to do when it's negative? How come you can't just do what you got to do that's positive? Go ahead and get you a job. Go ahead and study. Buy you a course so you can do something for yourself. Because we send ourselves right back down to slavery. It says in the 13th Amendment that they abolished slavery. What? Except for punishment for a crime. Then they done got us in the trap house. We know how we brag about the trap house. It's truly a trap. They put the, now, now listen, let me ask y'all a question. I don't know, I don't, y'all ain't got it, it said because I'm finna ask y'all, have y'all ever had a rat in the house? I know y'all ain't gonna raise your hand. <laughs> but if you did have a rat in your house, you always put a trap in the house, right? You put the little trap, so what you put in the trap? Some cheese, right? What we used to call, what we call money back in the day? Getting that cheese, I'm finna get that cheddar. So that's what the white man did. They got the drugs in the community. They called it the trap house. So when you come, you just a rat finna get trapped because now I know where the drugs at. Then you're going live on Facebook. Then your camera's got cameras on it. So I'm seeing everything you're doing. You're telling on yourself. You're talking about stop snitching, but you're snitching on yourself. Then once they come in, they're going to take you to jail. Then once they take you to jail, when you get back out, now you got this record. So I can't get the job because I don't went to jail. And then now I got some children because naturally we're going to procreate. Now that I procreate, I got to have money, but I can't get the job. So guess what I'm going to do? Go back to what I know. Going right back to the drugs. So it's really a trap, brothers and sisters. But I'm finna give you the key. The key is get you some knowledge yourself. Get you some Lewis Farrakhan and learn how to do something for yourself. And once you do something for yourself and chase the God within, chase the skills within, chase the talent within, money gonna chase you. I'm telling you. It's gonna chase you, man. Listen, man, all entrepreneurship is is a problem plus the entrepreneur equals the problem solved. So, hey, man, we needed some, uh, it was some people one day that said, man, I'm tired of driving. Somebody said, let me, uh, let me make Uber. I got a car for you. They don't even own no cars. They using somebody else's car. Somebody said, I'm sick of these hotels. I wish I could just be in a home environment. Somebody said, let me do Airbnb. Somebody said, man, I'm tired of writing these letters, man. I, it's taking me three days to get to you and back. It's taking me a week to get you and back. Somebody said, I wonder if I can produce a cell phone. And I can text message you and get it instantly. Then somebody said, but I don't know. I can't really get the context 
within the texting, somebody said, let me introduce FaceTime. So all we have to do is find the problems in our world and then just be a God and serve. The Bible already say be served, so he didn't already gave you the key. Serve our people, and the more people we serve, the more successful we all will be. So just tap into your gift, and we will be successful. All right, here we go. How much time we got? I told you I got to get to the airport. I ain't. Here we go. When I log God, no. I... So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred in $30,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. It says when a bliss was instructed to make uh, submission to Adam, he refused. He said, I am better than he. Thou, he created me of fire, while him thou didst created of dust. Now, here's the thing about that. He said he created him with fire, right? Talking about Allah God, right? Now, if Allah who created you tell you to make obeisance, why is you speaking back to him? He the one who gave you that fire. And we have to think about that of ourselves. So the minister is basically saying here, whenever we have that mindset that I'm better than somebody, that's when we, that's when we begin to have that devil mindset. And you have that devilish mindset and it damages your perception. Somebody get pulled up, man, I thank you. You in the back talking about, man, I can do that. Man, I nigga ain't did nothing. Man, I sold 55 call last week. I cooked a good bean soup last week. Why you ain't acknowledge me? Well, think about this, man. Sometimes all you have to do is ask a question and you might get your answer. Look at Cain and Abel. God just accepted Abel's gift. Cain didn't have to get mad and kill his brother. All he had to do was say, God, what's up, man? You, you, know, you ain't appreciate me no more. God, I'm pretty sure he would explain to him why he was doing it. But we didn't ask the question. We just get all arrogant and stuff. But that, that Bible scripture there, because I know some of us who in, I ain't into all this religious stuff. That didn't happen. It did happen. The minister talked about Judas. He said this is a characteristic that's going to creep up in all of the individuals who are jettisoning you. So if you look at Judas, you can see the characteristics in those who are jettisoning envy around you who are going to try to bring you down. But when I look at Cable and Abel, this is how I look at it. Whenever you're able to be successful, whenever you're able to accomplish your dreams, whenever you're able to accomplish and overcome all the things in your life, you're going to have a cane that's trying to kill you in your life. You can have a cane that's trying to bring you down. But as long as we keep our eyes on the God, we'll never see them because anybody who's trying to bring you down, let me give you a secret. Anybody who's trying to bring you down already beneath you. So just keep moving forward. And if you keep moving forward, man, God going to continue to bless you. And the minister said we shouldn't be like that because when you are too focused on what somebody else's gift is, you're missing out what God got for you. I've been telling people sometimes, and I ain't got time to, you know, comment back on everybody, man. I'm busy. I'm trying to build a business, man. I'm trying to make sure my mama ain't got to pay no bills. I'm trying to make sure my son got something to step into. I ain't got time to be worried about everybody else. We always saying what somebody else not doing. How come you can't do it then? Now, if we are in the community, right, the community, you can't even spell community without unity. So we sure got to unify somehow. So if you talk about we need a business. 
We need a restaurant. We need a school. Well, guess what? If I build a school, guess what we got? If you build a restaurant, guess what we got? So if I'm not doing it, you cover down. I told y'all I play basketball. So this is just like a 1-3-1 one, one, one formation in defense, okay? I'm at the top, somebody at the bottom. If they throw the ball to the corner, I got to go to the corner. Don't get mad at me because I'm not here no more. That means you got to cover down and you build the school. You got to cover down and you go over there and build them people up. You got to cover down and you deal with them laws. I'm dealing with what God got me over here doing. So don't be trying to tell the minister he needs to talk about this. He's talking about what God got him talking about. You talk about what you talk about. And if we come together, man, we can put it all together and eat us a nice bean pie. You need a little sugar over here. You need a little milk over here. You know, I don't know the ingredients, but y'all get what I'm saying. Just give me the bean pot, man. <laughs> I sure don't be sly. I'll be eating out of my hand. Uncivilized. All right, let me read this real quick. All right, you saw I was talking about how uh, the minister is pretty much has overcame that Satan. And it said, before we get to it, victory over Satan opens up the way for everyone to overcome Satan. So I want to read this for you all. Uh, bottom of 16. Here we go. If you became an apologist, hold on, I'm sorry, that's not it. It's maybe 26. Response 226. Okay, there we go. My bad. All right, so the minister here, he's talking about someone who uh, was accusing the minister of hate speech, of course, all this line that's going on. We know that's why they say they banned him off Facebook because of hate speech. Right. I knew it was coming because uh, last year, at the end of last year, I think December, they terminated my YouTube channel for hate speech. Y'all know about that. But I was already, I wouldn't even worry about it. You know, like the minister ain't worried about it. You know, that's what tripped me out. People think they know the minister, talking about why the minister crying because he's got kicked off social media and you know it's white on. The minister said he's not worried about that. He's not worried about that at all. He knows who Satan is. That's right. All right. So, in his 632 page document meant for the eyes of Jewish scholars only, Brackman casually presented one incredibly damning fact after another. Foremost among his revelations are one, uh, the Jewish rabbis invented and, and spread the teachings that ultimately became ideologically a uh, foundation of the African slave trade, the curse of Ham. These that same uh, that these same rabbis taught that Africans had kinky hair, swelled lips and alligated penises. Uh, what the book say now? Right? <laughs> and that these traits were curses from God Himself. That from ancient times the Jews' most revered rabbis were unified in their belief in black inferiority. That the prominent merchants in the Arab slave trade were Jews. That Jewish wealth in America was based on black slavery. That the slavery abolishment uh, abolitionist movement was seen as a threat to American Jews. And seven, the rabbi Isaac M. Wise, the most revered rabbi in American history, the Martin Luther King of American Judaism, believed that blacks were a separate species. This is what they believed and thought about us. So look at what, look at what the minister uh, in this book responded. Look at how they responded. The last report ignores a massive record of racist Jewish misdeeds that are presented 
to them. The role of Jews in ethnically cleansing, uh, cleanse, uh, cleansing blacks from the labor unions ignored by Brackman. The extraordinary wealth Jews built in the racist South by strategically targeting and exploiting the newly emancipated ex-slaves. And back in the day, and one of the study guys, they talked about even when they gave us certain land, the land wasn't even fertile. So even though they gave us the land, we really couldn't build nothing on it, so they really didn't give us nothing anyway. The role of Jews in financing and collaborating with the Ku Klux Klan, avoided by Brackman. The role of the Jews in forcing the U.S. government to bar Asians from America for generations, dies by Brackman. The extensive role of Southern Jewish politicians in establishing and enforcing Jim Crow laws, evaded by Brackman. So these are all the things that they're ignoring. And when the minister talks about these things, he's daring them to come out and challenge him. He's daring them to come out for a showdown. Y'all heard him say this several times. He's asking them to come out for a showdown because they are lying. Because they're saying he's anti-Semitic. But when you look at the word Semitic, we will be the real Semitic people. So we are not the real Semitic people or or, or the real anti-Semite. They will be the real anti-Semite and they will be the real anti-black people. So as the minister said over and over again, he does not hate all white people. He does not. uh, He is not anti-Semitic. What he is is a truth teller. And not only is he talking about them, but he'll correct us as well. He doesn't mind telling us about uh, ourselves, and he doesn't also uh, mind telling us about him. If you look at the study, guys, he's telling you about all the things he had to overcome. He's telling you about all the things he's been through. He's telling you about all the things that he's learned. So this is just a brother who would love to see uh, not just America, but the whole world in a better place. And that's why they continue to put him on the ADL list. That's why they continue to put him on uh, the hate list because they wanted to stop the rise of the black Messiah. And if they stop the rise of the black Messiah, they could kill the idea that would get into the people. But it's too late now. We are far, Con. It's way too late right now. Because the minister said, I can't die. He said, I can't die because the knowledge, the wisdom, and understanding that I have, that I have received from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I have gave it to the youth. Right. Brother Neary said a youthless movement is a useless movement. And I don't know too many black organizations that are producing the youth like the Nation of Islam is doing. I don't know too many organizations that is producing uh, uh, good men out of pimps. Good women out of prostitutes, taking men who was once murders who are now in the streets giving life. I don't know too many groups doing that. So I'm a proud member of the Nation of Islam. I don't care if you say I'm not a Muslim. I don't care what you say I am. I know what I am because of the works that we're doing. You can tell a man by his works. It says, freight what our works is dead. And again, I believe we all should stand up. I don't believe that they banned the Honorable Miss Louis Farrakhan. I believe they just took his profile off. Because as long as I'm here, as long as y'all here, Farrakhan is going to always be on social media. Now, we got a little, a little more time left. So I want to go into some testimonies here because I can't be up here talking and I ain't producing no results. So I got to show you a little something, something how social media work. Just so I can inspire y'all to get in there too. Take a little course or something. Okay. Praise be to Allah. Keep up the work, bro. We are here in Greens Point. I don't even know where that is. And a brother said, I don't know about Islam. All I know is our brother Ben X. Uh, brother Ben X, I truly appreciate your videos. I've never had this much insight about the nation of Islam. And my perspective changed greatly. I, I started showing your videos to my eight-year-old son, reaching the youth. Here it is. Brother Ben, keep these historical videos, speaking of the minister videos, coming. We are reaching the people, brother. Uh, I have grown quantum leaps. 
from following you and now I'm back on my square. Others are asking me for inspirational videos. All I'm doing is reposting your videos. By the grace of God, we are reaching the people, brother. So we turning people into soldiers. You know, on social media, they reposting a video. That's somebody else. That's a fisherman. It's amazing how growing up I've heard a lot of these lectures and speeches from him, but never myself was a member of the nation. I remember this one. I'm in tears right now because this is one of the ones that stuck with me. These lectures helped me tremendously, me who wasn't even a member. So for those, that was a brother who came and said, yeah, the nation of Islam only helped those who in the nation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so all those guys you see, see, this is what trips me out. They laugh and mock the brothers when they're on the street with the final call in the heat in the suits. But then you say they're not doing nothing. You got to make up your mind. We either out there or we not out there. This this what just happened last night. This you see I'm at the hotel. This just last night, a brother. Does the audio play? Oh man, the videos are shifted to signing. Try signing in. Oh man, we was finna see the see this what happened in Houston or Austin. This, in Austin, I had a video or I'll share my testimonials, and um, that is the same day that my YouTube channel got shut down. In Austin, I did all my lectures. I had little small clips of the minister. And as soon as I got down to the testimonial part, everything closed down. So I hope this didn't happen again. But I don't think it's, uh, maybe I got a law. I don't know what's going on. Uh I just want to let you know that uh, I enjoyed the message. I am a Christian, man. Okay, this is from a Christian. But every time I get to hear you speak, man, I like to come on because you're a young brother that actually is in encouraging people to do something. One thing that I realized is the hardest thing in the world for us as people of color is to first pursue the knowledge because a lot of people aren't teaching us the knowledge. We start to get intimidated. So when somebody... All right, now, somebody on the hit mute. Let me see if that's just my video. I like to come on because you're a young that you are instilling in them. Even though it's different faiths and different teachings, you bring the people together, man. So I want to commend you because people are forced to move forward when that faith hits them. You can't get faith like this every day and stay the same. You can't. You can't go backwards when you're dropping those words. So those seeds that you are putting in people, man, I'm a Christian brother. And I hear what you said, and I hear the scriptures you dropping, and I know that somebody that put a lot of wisdom into you, and I don't know who it is. He knows for our but country. It reminds me of and how his grandmother and his mother put all this faith in her. You dropping some dimes, man, and I want you to continue. I want you to be strong, and I don't want you to let people take you off your mark. I've been able to see a lot of business, a lot of blessings, a lot of opportunities. But I, it's very few times that I see somebody that's as young as you saying these things. So keep up the good work, man. I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. I thank you, man. I'm thankful to God to see that somebody is working to build the people, not just young people. And don't let people despise your youth because you're a young man that's standing and requiring of people to do better. And it's uncomfortable for them. But it's good. So keep it up, man. I thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, bro. Keep up the good work. I will catch you later. Yes, sir. Peace. There it is from a Christian brother. Yeah. 
Now, this one for some reason isn't playing, but that was a brother last night on my live stream. And he came on and said, uh, matter of fact, let me see. Because we got a small room. It ain't like we're at the Staples Center. 